Today, Dr. Fauci defends communist China on COVID-19. Balenciaga sues its production company for $25 million. And Joe Biden suggests banning all semi-automatic weapons. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and today's episode is brought to you by Healthy Cell. They've got a ton of really great uh, vitamins. They've got uh, supplements to help you sleep. They've got a general multivitamin. You gotta go there. They taste delicious, and uh, you are gonna get maximum absorption with the gel that they have. You can go to HealthyCell.com slash news. Use code news for 20% off of your first order over at HealthyCell.com slash news. I am joined today by my friend Grant Stinchfield, of course, host of the podcast Stinchfield, which you should be subscribed to wherever you get your podcasts. What are you waiting for? Go there. I mean, I guess pause this and go there now and then come back and finish the show. Don't go anywhere, but go there now and subscribe <laughs> to Stinchfield. What she said. Thank you, <laughs> Also Sarah. joined by uh, my other good friend, of course, rapper, author, and legal immigrant, Zuby. <laughs> 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 we, we were discussing before the show. I was like, gosh, Zuby, you like, Zuby dabbles. He's a dabbler. He dabbles in everything. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you, what do I even call you? You have like 10 million names. Uh, you know, which one should I use? I think I'll go with legal immigrant. Yeah. I mean, I don't consider myself a dabbler. I just go hard in a lot you, of different that's areas. That's true. That's a great point. Yeah. You don't dabble. You no. go all in everywhere. Yeah. Uh, just very multifaceted. <laughs> um, so I want to get into... It pains me to say that we are still talking about Dr. Anthony Fauci in 2022. And the story that I am presenting to you is not Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, is behind bars, right? It, it pains me that we are still propping this man up as someone who should have any sort of authority on uh, what should happen when we're talking about protocol, medical protocols across the country. But somehow we still are. So over the weekend on CBS, Dr. Fauci was asked about a recent Washington Post op-ed that said the cover-up, this is Washington Post op-ed, okay? It says the cover-up is immense and still in place uh, when it comes to, to COVID and China and that China needed to allow a new investigation into the pandemic's origins. Now he of course responded and claimed that uh, he, just, he doesn't know what that means, watch. The Washington Post editorial board had a, an interesting piece on this recently. I don't know if you yeah, read it, yeah. but about the secrecy regarding the origins. And it says the world owes those who died, six million people, but probably twice that or more to be better prepared in the future. The cover-up is immense and still in place. China should now agree to a full and thorough scientific investigation that returns to Wuhan. Do you agree with that word cover up and intentional? I don't know what that distortions. means. No, I, I, it isn't that I agree or disagree. I'm not sure what they're talking about. I mean, if really? cover up is not allowing people to come in and look at all the data, that's not a cover up. That's not being transparent. To me, well, a cover like up is. Like the animals is, being killed no, no, before no, no, anyone could well, go into the market to investigate again, that. Again, I'm. I'm I, I don't want to. Uh, it's going to be taken no, no. out of context by others for sure. Mm, but okay. That's my okay. life. <laughs> Welcome to it. <laughs> it's it, cover up means you know something and you're hiding it. Mm -hmm. Not being transparent and allowing things to open is a little bit of a different. 
Look, <laughs> can, can I respond to this, please? Because it makes me so angry. So you guys are laughing. No, I, I go through the roof watching this. I have to it, laugh so I it, don't cry. It, I get it. It is the greatest crime perpetrated it against is. mankind today. This should be the number one story leading every newscast for the past two and a half years, whatever mm -hmm. it's been. I read emails from mm -hmm. Dr. Fauci and all his cronies inside the CDC and infectious disease. These emails talked about, we can't let this story get mm -hmm. out. We've got to cover this story up. Get in touch with those reporters. Move it in a different direction. The cover-up was huge on behalf of the CDC mm -hmm. and, and the agency that Dr. Fauci ran. The cover-up was huge inside, inside China. She's still talking about the bats in the market being destroyed. Forget the bats in the market. <laughs> this thing came from the lab, and at the very least, it was allowed by China to spread across the world. When China shut down their, shut down their airports, they allowed international travel throughout the globe. At the very least, they allowed it to happen. At the worst, mm -hmm. they meant for it to happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm still not ruling that out. I think it was an attack on America, just as fentanyl coming from China is an attack on America. Well, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be shocking to hear that um, the man who apparently, you know, under his watch, there was gain-of-function research happening, although they claim that there wasn't, just like we're trying to mince words with cover-up and mm -hmm. not being transparent, right? Uh, well, there wasn't any gain-of-function research happening. Well, I mean, it shows here that there was. You're just calling it something different. So I guess it should come as no surprise that the man who uh, was doing things that he didn't want the public finding out about, um, you know, wants to, to basically carry water for China for not being, not being transparent and covering up the origins of this virus. Yeah, well, I think if you connect these dots, then one of the possible and seemingly likely conclusions is something that is unfathomable and unbearable and almost unstatable, which would be that if this gain-of-function research happened and that was the cause of the virus and then it leaked or was released and was covered up, that would essentially mean connecting the dots that the American taxpayers mm -hmm. funded the research and the creation of the virus itself, which then proceeded to shut down the country and the entire world and kill millions of people and disrupt millions, millions more. And we all know the catastrophe that's come from that. And that that is something that literally was funded by people's own tax money. I mean, that in itself just Connecting those dots sounds so insane to me, even coming out my mouth. Mm -hmm. But that's potentially what you're dealing with here. If the gain of function research happened and it was publicly funded, and then we know that there was some degree of a cover up going on here, whatever someone wants to call it, not being transparent versus covering it up, the implications of that are. Are, are bananas if you think of how deep it is. Think of everything that's played out over the past nearly three years at this point, not just in the States, but worldwide. Mm -hmm. And who's responsible for that? Of course, no one wants to take responsibility. No one wants to take accountability. No one even wants to consider that that's mm -hmm. possible. People would rather blame their unvaccinated friends and neighbors and <laughs> you know, scream at people for not wearing masks because yeah. it's easier. We, we know for a fact that through a series of money laundering schemes by the federal government, they sent money to the lab in Wuhan. Mm -hmm. That is an absolute fact. Mm -hmm. Gain-of-function research, for anybody out there that doesn't remember, just means that they're ch changing a virus so it can jump from animal to human. Mm -hmm. You can weaponize something mm -hmm. like that, which it appears this has. You mentioned the millions that were killed. I'm not even convinced there were millions of killed. Last I checked during this virus, I saw a guy that died in a motorcycle accident mm. that was listed as a COVID mm -hmm. death. I don't know how many people died of COVID. I do know it was a disease, a virus. I do know that people died of it, but I don't know the sheer numbers of it. That's part of the greatest 
scam perpetrated against American citizens is that to this day, we don't really still know how serious or not serious this virus is. I know for a fact that kids aren't dying from it. Mm. And I know for a fact that healthy people like me aren't Mm -hmm. dying from it. And we suffer greatly because of Dr. Fauci. One more point, things taken out of context. I play on my radio show every time. Oh, the masks, there's no need for masks. It might stop a droplet, he says. And then all of a sudden, now you gotta wear masks, now you gotta wear two masks, now you gotta wear three masks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Out of context, he changes his story with the wind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Isn't it the same people who said that the vaccine would completely stop transmission, prevent infection? I mean, Joe Biden said it, Rochelle Walensky, director of CDC said it, Fauci said it, various TV personalities said it, and now they're trying to gaslight everyone into saying, oh no, no, no one said it would do that. It just reduces the, reduces the risk of hospitalization and death. And they've just moved the goalposts on, goalposts on absolutely mm-hmm. everything since early 2020. And I think it's incredible. I think it's important to keep talking about this stuff because people just want to memory hole it and act like none of it ever happened. And it's just yeah. like, wait, hang on, no one has been held accountable for any of this. Well, I, I completely agree. And, and to um, both of your points here, I would. I always try to, to remind people, remember at the beginning of this when we didn't know what it was, we had videos coming out, uh, allegedly coming out of China, showing people literally dropping dead in the streets. Mm-hmm. Or is, does anyone want to follow up on that? Because that clearly is not what happened here. So what what was that? What's interesting, I noticed that a lot of the um, accounts that were initially spreading those videos on social media have now been deleted. See, so that's why that's why I was like, was it some sort of like bot, uh, yeah. you know, some sort of a like they were doing this, disseminating this information on purpose to scare people? If so, who? Mm. Right. Like, I would love to know who was in charge of doing that. Were these even real videos? Were they deep fakes? Like, why am I the only one who's asking these questions? Mainstream media seems to have forgotten about all of that. But I feel like that's a very important component when we're talking about the beginning of this this virus. I believe it's a real possibility, a strong possibility that this really was an attack on the United States. And, you know, I love President Trump. If he underestimated one thing about waging economic war against China and really reining China in for the first time we were winning against that country mm-hmm. economically, I don't think he ever thought that China would be willing to not only kill its own citizens, but put a virus out there that would kill the rest of the people across the globe, including the United States, is who they were really after. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever considered that mm-hmm. that would be a result of him waging economic war on China, who was waging economic war on us long before President Trump took office. I think this was a result of that. I don't think it's a coincidence that we start beating China economically and all of a sudden they need to destroy the world economy so they can be on the top of everything. And speaking of questions, um, the official death count from COVID of China still remains under 6,000 over mm. the course of the entire <laughs> three years, mm-hmm. under 6,000 in the country of 1.4 billion people where it started. So I'm su- we're supposed to believe that over a million people in this country right. died of this virus and fewer than 6,000 did in China. Somebody's don't, lying. Don't, no, don't call it a cover-up. They, they're just not being transparent so, about the data. Uh, so, so speaking of what's going on in China right now, so you know they have this zero COVID policy mm-hmm. in China, which is just incredibly sad, um, horrifying, tragic for all of these, uh, the Chinese over there, because they have no choice but to abide by all of these horrible, tyrannical procedures. Mm. Um, There have been mass protests that have been taking place in China. Uh, The uprising is reportedly the biggest since, of course, 1989 uh, with Tiananmen Square. And I want to play for you a short clip from the University of Nanjing, where student protesters chanted, long live the people. Let's watch that. So... 
Long live the people. And uh, according to social media posts, Chinese police have been seen dragging random people away while they are walking. And remember, you have to have a pass to, uh, to walk. For, well, I'd say freely in China, but you can't do anything freely in China. I think we're, <laughs> we've made that very clear over the last couple of years. Um, the event that, uh, that sparked these protests was a fire that took place last week in a high rise in, uh, the, in the capital of the, uh, don't know how to pronounce that province. Um, and the residents in the building had been under lockdown for over 100 days and were unable to leave the building when the fire broke out. Uh, so quarantine protocol also was hindering the efforts of the first responders who couldn't do anything with the flames uh, or rescue those who were trapped in time. So government estimates that uh, the, the casualties are about 10 and injured at nine, but residents say that the numbers were much, much higher. By the way, three of the dead who they are admitting actually died are children. Um, this is just, I mean, human rights abuses happening all over the place in China. Shockingly, I don't hear anything from all of these liberal elitists who want to uh, turn up their noses anytime you say uh, a man is a man and a woman is a woman, or maybe we shouldn't be sexualizing our children or any of these other things where they say like, that is oppression, you can't mm -hmm. do that. And now there are actual human rights abuses going on all the time over in China, I don't hear anything from LeBron James, who's very happy to collect a paycheck, uh, you know, profiting off of China. I don't hear anyone who works for Disney, who's very happy to uh, collect a paycheck. Like, it's just alarming how hypocritical all of these people who live in our country are. They're not willing to look at what this is happening, at, at what's happening in China and say, guys, this is wrong. And by the way, the United States was very close to being here. If we didn't mm -hmm. have guns, you can't convince me. If we did not have guns, you cannot convince me that that would not have been us. I realized something at Thanksgiving dinner. I have liberal family members. I'm sorry. That, I know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I love them and it was great and all that. But, but and there really weren't that many arguments, which was good. But I realized something. The problem with everyday Democrats today, unlike the radical leaders of the party, they do not believe the radical policies of their party are real. So no matter mm -hmm. what you do, they don't believe mm -hmm. that it's true. Yeah. So even in, like take China with human rights abuses, what they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims, yeah. what they're doing to these people. You know, the, the blue-haired woke warriors in this country, they, they claim they're all brave. Right. Those people are brave. Those people getting taken out in handcuffs may never come home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They may be in a prison either for the rest of their lives. Heck, they may even be killed. Mm -hmm. The left does not want to understand that that's a real possibility. They, they don't believe that that can be too, true. Now that's the everyday folks, the mm -hmm. radical leaders know exactly what they're right. doing. And so China also is willing to kill its people, which is why it's willing to unleash a virus on the world mm -hmm. and its people, because for the end goal, they don't care about the people. They only care about the power of those inside government. That's a great point. Yeah, I'm really confused by what's actually going on in China at, this, at this point. As I don't really understand what the government's intention is here at this stage, at this stage with what they're doing mm -hmm. with these ridiculous lockdowns that are just going on and on and locking. I, I don't actually understand. I've been trying to work out mm -hmm. what is the goal here, right? If, if the goal were as simple as, okay, we want to attack the West and let our economy thrive and be open while theirs are shut down and locked down, mm -hmm. which was the case for much of the last couple of years. But then this year they've been going back into these brutal COVID zero lockdowns. And I don't, I'm not really clear on what they're trying to established, especially because at this point, people are turning uh, vocally 
on the party leaders, which is something very rare to see in China. So, which might be why um, you know the authorities feel like they have to put their thumb on them, right? Like, do you think yeah, it's about control? I, I I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know at this point. I mean, it, it, we're going into December 2022, right? And much of the time that the Western countries all around the world were in lockdowns and were going under their own authoritarianism, China actually opened back up right. and they were open and things were, and then this year they've gone back yeah. everywhere else opened and they've gone into this. So from the point of their, like this is gonna damage their economy. Mm-hmm. It's actually turning the people, you know, as we know, lots of people in China are more, far more statist in terms of mentality right. and you know, some, somewhat they're forced to be but this is really causing people to turn against the leadership. So I'm just not clear on what the goal here is. I mean, I don't think they truly believe they're going to get to COVID zero because that's right, nonsense. Right, right, So what's the ulterior the, motive? Last word on this, Grant. There's a real strong chance we're not getting the whole story right. out, of, out of China. So what we see about all these mass lockdowns I bet you many factories that are critical to them are still open. Mm. Certain workers are probably still going to work. We're still getting materials from China into this country. I'm not sure what we're seeing there is the real story. And I think maybe they're trying to scare some of their citizens mm. into certain things while mm. others get to do and, and live normally. We don't know because that, that country is completely locked down. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be totally struggling. We know they're struggling a little bit, but it doesn't seem to be totally struggling, which mm. is odd to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, really quick here. Completely unrelated news I just wanted to just bring up really quickly. Today's show host Al Roker announced he's finally home after being hospitalized for a series of blood clots that started in his leg and moved to his lungs. Uh, he revealed his absence from the show back on November 18th due to the clots. And uh, totally unrelated back in 2021, Al Roker got his COVID vaccine live on the Today Show. Just wanted to uh, posit that there for you to chew on. Uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. Uh, it, listen, Patriot Mobile is the company that you really want to partner with if you, you're like us, right? You're watching the show because you believe in conservative values. You believe in the Constitution. You believe in your right to own a firearm, which we'll get into later. You believe in these things and you want to partner with a company who's not just going to take a portion of your bill and throw it towards Planned Parenthood and and, you know, uh, all of these pro, uh, you know, take your guns uh, organizations that exist out there. And by the way, if you're with Big Mobile, they are doing that, by the way. They are taking your hard-earned money and they're donating it to all of these left-leaning causes. Partner with Patriot Mobile. They have the same nationwide coverage as they all share the same network. So it's the same coverage. You can take your phone. You can get a new one. You can port your phone number over. It's all very, very easy. It's 2022. And uh, you know that you are partnering with a company that supports you. Can I tell you something about Patriot Please. Mobile? So the BBC went on the attack and they went and did a total hit piece on Patriot Mobile. So now's the time to support them if you can. Total hit piece. I wow. go through the whole piece on my on Wednesday's podcast. It drops Wednesday. Not okay. a pitch towards my podcast. It's a pitch towards Patriot Mobile. These guys are under attack for supporting conservative values. Yeah, so it's they, a good cause. They really are. So, so please support them. Uh, when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you'll get your third month for free. Plus get free activation over at patriotmobile.com slash news. That is patriotmobile.com slash news. The Balenciaga scandal continues uh, as a result of the backlash that, of course, they received during their recent holiday campaign where they featured children holding BDSM teddy bears, um, as well as its spring 2023 campaign. Balenciaga is suing its production company, North Six Inc., along, alongside its agent, uh, Nicholas DeJardins, and he apparently designed the set for the spring 2023 campaign with Adidas, 
um, in which that was the one where there was the document that uh, related to the Supreme Court ruling for the Protect Act, which is the child porn law was just conveniently like strewn across the the table there for you to see. And the lawsuit alleges that the defendants engaged in, quote, inexplicable acts and omissions that were malevolent or at the very least extraordinarily reckless. Um, You know, I just have a hard time because so for these particular teddy bear pictures, they said that it was that it was the photographer, right? And the photographer has come out and said this is uh, he used he used the term lynching. This is a lynching on social media of me. I obviously had nothing to do with it because if you know anything about how businesses run, you would know that the photographer comes in, fixes the lighting, and takes pictures. He doesn't like press a green light to send all of these pictures to all of Balenciaga social media and campaign spreads and all of these things. These are obviously internal decisions that go through. A place like Balenciaga, I would imagine no less than five departments and hundreds of people before it actually is launched and you see it, the consumer. So I have a hard time believing any of this. Um, I, I, do you guys, can you guys make sense of this at all? Go ahead. Yeah, I think that they are upset that they got caught. Yeah. That's all it is. And they right? think if, if we announce got, this lawsuit initially, yeah. people will forget about it later. Yeah, they're trying to scapegoat. Yeah. Right? They're trying to scapegoat. They don't want to take responsibility and accountability. They know that they messed up. This obviously went out there intentionally. And people noticed, right? That's often the thing. Something will be put out there and they hope that nobody notices. Right. And then see, people notice. And see, there's I think actually they wanted them to notice. Really? I think this okay. is a publicity stunt. This is exa- they, they knew exactly what they're doing here. Come on. And they knew they'd get the backlash. And now Balenciaga is all anybody's talking about. Most people in America mm. have never heard of Balenciaga. Most people. Now, if you live in a fancy house, you drive a fancy car, you live on Park Avenue, you know Balenciaga, you know it really well. I, I know they got the sneakers that light up that a three-year-old usually wears, but you got to pay $800 for the sneakers <laughs> that light up. Am I right? I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was thinking 800 sounds cheap for Balenciaga. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're probably off. Yeah, I mean, I, this is one of those, I, I don't, there's a cliched saying that all publicity is good publicity. I absolutely disagree with that. Yeah, I do too. I, I think that there's absolutely bad publicity, and I think this is terrible publicity for them. And the people I do know who actually do know and like Balenciaga are either in the process of selling it or otherwise getting rid of it. Really? Somehow. People yes. actually do that? People, people, I pers- people I personally know. Balenciaga is actually a really popular brand in the hip-hop world. Mm. Um, and I've even seen some artists that I follow and just even non-artists saying, yo, they're done with this company. I know about the sneakers because my 13-year-old son wants me to take him into Balenciaga because the rappers Mm -hmm. wear Mm -hmm. Balenciaga, Mm -hmm. right? So he he knows all about that. Now, when I was in college, I saw Gloria Steinem speak. This is a feminist from way back when and hardcore leftist feminist. Mm -hmm. But she had written books about advertising and studied advertising. And I'll never forget what she said. It was one line. There are no mistakes in advertising. Mm. Never. Just what you said, Sarah. It goes through a series of layers of 25 different people. There was somebody there that said, this is not going to go over well. I promise you. And somebody said it is. Is it bad publicity? Maybe. But they knew it wasn't going to play well. They Mm. knew there was a publicity stunt. And I think maybe the lawsuit is a bunch of bogus hogwash, too. They're probably calling up the people and say, hey, we're going to sue you. Don't worry. We're going to drop the suit in about two months when this whole thing blows over. Just so you know, this mm-hmm. is how we're going to handle it. On the on a wider point, though, I think we are all seeing this disturbing trend of the 
line that we all thought was totally established, regardless of some people's politics and sociocultural views, we always drew a line at children. Mm -hmm. And I see multiple, multiple instances in various ways of this line being blurred and being absolutely stepped across, whether you're talking mm -hmm. about drag queen story time, these cuties movies that came out a while back, this type of stuff, what kids are learning in schools, the LGBT pride parades, not just doing stuff with adults, but now trying to bring in kids, like the whole trans stuff, transing children, I think that line is, I think it, it's, it's deeply concerning that it's being crossed first of all, but I do think that this is waking up a lot of people who previously mm -hmm. were just, you know, not engaged on these matters because you don't mess with people's kids, man. People, I, I say people God don't. bless you, Sarah, because yeah. you have been on the forefront of calling time. all of that out. I appreciate all that. Of that. Mm -hmm. I yes. appreciate you, that. You have been showing that line full force. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, to Zuby's point, I, we need more yeah. people who are doing what I'm doing because I, they, I think the left thinks that we are in the minority and I know that we're not because I get so many people saying, I agree with you, but I'm, I, you know, I'm busy or I'm too scared or I don't want to lose my job mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case. And it's like, that is why we're in the position of having to fight this off is because we have been quiet for too long and we have allowed the left to take a hold of culture and look where they have turned it. I want, I want to throw in one more story. To your point, Zuby, um, the Washington Post recently published an article praising a play that is sympathetic toward pedophiles. The tweet of the article reads, review, Downstate is a play about pedophiles. It's also brilliant. Part of the article, like this is not this is not made up, guys. This is this is not uh, Babylon B. This is not the Onion. Um, this is the Washington Post. Part of the article at the Washington Post says, take a deep breath and try to ruminate calmly on the position playwright Bruce Norris takes in his new play Downstate, that the punishments inflicted on some pedophiles are so harsh and unrelenting as to be inhumane. He has loaded the dice to some degree as the predators who've completed their prison terms are depicted not as monsters, but rather as complicated, troubled souls. They are trying to normalize pedophilia. Yes. I was in mainstream media when I interviewed a pedophile and I thought it would be a great source of information for parents to see how pedophiles groom their children. Mm -hmm. Really had never been done on mainstream media before. And this older gentleman, looks just like the guy on that picture you showed, says, oh, I'd, I'd get with the parents first, you get the parents to like me, and then I'd get the kids alone, and then I And I said to him, you realize I wanna take the mic cord and wrap it around your neck right now. My news director actually let me put that in the piece, which is really unheard of today. Really? They'd never let They'd never let you do that. Mm. But I was so angry, just as I'm so angry when I hear you yeah. read what she's saying, I've got a 13-year-old boy, anybody, now he's bigger than me now, but anybody put his hands, put their hands on, on him, forget about the punishment coming from whatever. They're gonna have to come after me, because, mm -hmm. uh, talk about a dad, a papa bear, yeah. You're not touching my kid. Right. And they think that, oh, the punishment's too soft on mm -hmm. pedophiles. You're disgusting human beings. Mm -hmm. this, is a, this is what happens when you just start to disintegrate the hard lines in, in society. In, in society and culture and you start to blur this and you start to try to into, intellectualize and mm -hmm. rationalize. Oh, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? You can that? be gender fluid. You yeah, can change your biology. Yeah, you can, and yeah. I think it's important for people to recognize this particular thing that's happening with this play. This is not an isolated incident. You've had TED Talks talking right. about how we need to be more sympathetic towards pedophiles. You've, you can go through. It's too, look it's, over it the, stigmatizes them to yes, be called that. Yes, right. oh, yeah, we want a minor attracted person. Yeah. Um, over the past decade, you can see 
see multiple articles in mainstream media where they're trying to normalize the idea of, number one, not calling them pedophiles, you know, using a different term, and, you know, using the soft language. You can see this push. This is not a one, right. this is not an isolated thing. It's part of a, a greater agenda. And the reason why people think it sounds crazy is because, like everything, it's not until it kind of comes to people's front door mm -hmm. that they tend to stand up and pay attention. Because mm -hmm. what we're talking about, it sounds, it sounds crazy. Yeah. If I were to go to most parts of the world, if I were to go back to talk to my family in Nigeria about some of these things, or I were to go back to the Middle East where I grew up and talk about these things, people would be like, come on, you're joking. Like, they're not doing that in America. They're not mm -hmm. doing that. And I'll, like, they don't believe it. They don't believe the gender stuff that you can just identify as a different gender or that people are saying men get pregnant and women can have, they don't believe they don't believe it because it sounds so silly and so crazy no one would have believed it here 20 right. years ago whereas here we are right now and still people don't really want to believe it yeah but it's not until it gets right to people's doorstep or someone's trying to you know teach their child about some foolishness that they wake up and go oh okay those quote-unquote conspiracy theorists had a point yeah think about yeah. the left last word Alvin Bragg, the district attorney in New York, like all these radical district attorneys, wants to be fair to the criminals and he has no care in the world for what the victims go through. Same thing here. Mm -hmm. They want to be fair to the pedophiles mm -hmm. and they have no care in the world about what a, a victim of pedophilia goes through. You ever talk to someone who was molested as a child? Come on. I don't think these people ever have. Yeah. Um, all right, we've, uh, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bank on Yourself. So if you have a 401k, IRA, just a kind of, you know, a similar retirement plan, what you don't realize is that the government actually controls it, not you. And uh, who knows how much you're going to have to pay in taxes during retirement that could last 30 years when we're talking about uh, what the Biden administration is doing. Bank on Yourself is a better way to grow and protect your hard-earned money. And um, they've never had a losing year in over 160 years. I would call that quite a good track record. You're going to get guaranteed, predictable, growth and retirement income with no luck, skill, or guesswork required. You're also going to get tax-free retirement income. And under current tax law, your tax rate will be zero in retirement. You are going to be in control of it, not the government. And you're not going to get penalized if, uh, you know, you want to take some of it out. And when you want to take it out, you're not going to get penalized. You don't have to follow all of those government rules on it. You can get a free report with all the details on how Bank on Yourself strategy adds guarantees, predictability, and control to your financial plan over at bankonyourself.com slash matters. That is bankonyourself.com slash matters. Over the weekend, Joe Biden suggested on CNN that we as a country should ban all semi-automatic weapons. Watch. The idea we still allow semi-automatic weapons to be purchased is sick. It's just sick. It has no, no social redeeming value. Zero. None. Not a single solitary rationale. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack in that, what, 14-second clip. A lot to unpack there. Um, the first thoughts that come to mind are, did he even mean to say semi-automatic, or was that just another Joe Biden gaffe? I don't know these days, because the left has gotten so radical on guns, maybe he did mean, I'm just going to assume that he did mean semi-automatic weapons. <laughs> number well, two, well, hold on, number two... I don't have to give you a reason why I want to own the weapons that I own. I don't care if it doesn't make sense to you or your wife or anyone else in the country. I don't care. It is my right as an American to own whatever the hell I want. I don't understand how that's not clear by now. 
What I was I'm going to go to the non-American first. Go to the non-American. <laughs> what I was going to say is that even if he didn't mean it, he means it. Right. 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 Even if he didn't True. actually mean to say semi-automatic, maybe he went, meant to say assault, assault. weapon right. or assault, you know. Um, but we know that's what he'd ideally want, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The, the idea that you just want to ban, quote unquote, assault weapons, which nobody can define, right. but you would want the others to remain legal. It, it's, not a, it's not a coherent position. And I can say that in most of the world, like in the UK, at least the people who are against guns, which is the vast majority of the population, are just honest and real about it. We're like all, they're just like all of them, none, get rid of right. all of them. It's not right. assault weapons, you know semi-automatic, like automatic, and so on. You know why um, they like that? Because we mm-hmm. kicked your ass <laughs> way back when with guns. <laughs> yeah, so I Sorry, mean, but no, I, I don't, I was not around at the time. I don't, I don't take it personally. Um, yeah, so well, I, I, think that's right. the, I think that's the truth. Look at what, look at what Trudeau's done in Canada over time. Yeah, I know. Right, you know, yes. look, look, that's the incremental yep. approach. So, you know, they want to dwell on AR-15s and certain types. And let me say, as the non-American, please, all my American friends, everyone listening, I say this as a Brit, defend your Second Amendment at all costs. It's not just important for the USA, it's important for the world. Mm-hmm. The USA is the ultimate bastion globally against absolute tyranny. And I don't think Americans fully appreciate that. Right. And the thing that stands between the tyranny and the people really is the USA's Second Amendment. So I don't just view the Second Amendment as a US issue, I think it's an international issue. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that people globally appreciate having that bulwark there, how much it, uh... by the way, a lot of British people did wake up to this over the past two and a half years. (laughs) Bet they did. A lot of them did. Bet they did, Uh, a lot of Australians (laughs) did as well. Yeah. Zuby's point is is really great, Zuby, because I was gonna say, I'm sure he meant so-called assault weapons, what I call an AR-15 rifle, Uh, but he meant it. Mm -hmm. Because I've said for a long time, and a lot of us have said, Sarah, you're right there with me, Mm -hmm. they want to do away with the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. If they could do away with the Second Amendment altogether, they they would be happy about Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Emperor of Japan did not invade the United States during World War II because he said, every one of those citizens have guns. We're not gonna win if we go on shore there. It's why no foreign nation has ever invaded this country. And uh, God bless every American who stands up for their Second Amendment. And rights. let me also add, uh, did you see how quickly people became pro-2A when uh, Ukraine got invaded yes. by Russia earlier this year? Yes, mm. when they were giving all of the citizens, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all those, the big, bad, scary ones. Yes. Right. Yeah, the yes. really big ones. People very quickly saw, oh, actually, having guns in the arms of citizens is mm-hmm. important. And it's a value against what? A hostile government. Yeah. And it might not be the home one in that situation. Um, but it was a next door neighbor and it can absolutely be a home one. And it shocks me that Europeans of all people would generally not understand this given the uh, past hundred years. I think that um, the thing that's so frustrating for me is that Joe Biden can use a term like semi-automatic weapons and the left is just so dumb about guns that they yeah. don't understand what that would mean. No. Well, Joe Biden's dumb about guns. So, you know, I used to work for the right. National Rifle Association yeah. and, and semi-automatic weapons today is almost every oh. pistol <laughs> that an American has. Right. A, a revolver is not semi-automatic, but it almost operates as semi-automatic because you pull the trigger right. and you keep firing for right. a single shot. But a semi-automatic, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a single gun Glock that, that um, you just pull the trigger and mm-hmm. you don't have to rack it, that's a semi-automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. Right. And so almost every gun in America, the Supreme Court ruled 
and Scalise was on this, that any guns in common use could not be outlawed. And that really was a statement for the for the AR-15 because there's over 100 million AR-15s in America. Mm -hmm. It is the most common rifle in America is why you couldn't outlaw it. And you certainly couldn't out, you know, a, a centerfire pistol like a, a Glock or a SIG or any of those uh, guns that are semi-automatic. Right. Mm -hmm. um, well, just as we're on the topic of Joe Biden, of course, he, uh, while in Nantucket, he stopped for this really creepy <laughs> selfie with uh, several kids in the window of a lemon press juice shop. So that's not weird or anything. Does he even, does he know what's going I don't know. He, he smelled the children. Wow. He was like, hmm, there are children here. And he looked inside and they took the a office. picture. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Why is this real life? The thing is, with a photo like that, I would just think it was purely simply funny if it weren't for all the previous weird right. things he's done with right. children. Right. With children. If it were one off, I'd just be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah, but now yeah, I'm this like, one oh, you're like, oh, like showering with his daughter. Remember yeah. Remember that one yeah. in the diary? Yeah. Smelling all the girl's hair. I mean, he's a disgusting human being. He, he really is. Yeah, there's some skeletons in that closet yeah. there, uh, including Joe himself. All right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. A former Twitter contracted moderator spoke out about being let go from Twitter and uh, claimed that this would result in the site becoming way more abusive. May I present to you this beautiful and very feminine woman watch. In her San Francisco home with some moral support from her dog Biscuit, Melissa Engel follows the rapid fire changes at her former employer. On the current path, I just, I'm what? really, really worried about Twitter's future. On November 12th, she learned she'd been let go first by losing access to her accounts, then oh, no. an email. Oh, she no. says other former full-time employees have told her they had to sign an NDA to get their severance benefits. But because she was a contract worker, that doesn't apply to her, so she's oh, speaking out. No. I'm not given a severance package. I Correct. can't. They can't take that away from me. And I think people need to know about this situation. Just over time, these things build up and the site will become more abusive, more extreme, and less reliable over time. That's a man, man. <laughs> that's all I have. So you can't make <laughs> this up that that who is who is moderating I know. and checking for facts on Twitter as if they're going to be fair to a guy like you, Zuby, or mm -hmm. me, or you, Sarah. I mean, but they <laughs> but they introduced him as like they just like introduced the story as if there's just nothing to see here. It's just Not this lovely woman named Melissa that yes, we're just going to talk for Twitter, <laughs> like, and I'm like, really upset I didn't get a severance package. <laughs> the gaslighting. I, I think this yes. has solved the mystery though. I think this has solved who banned me for saying okay, dude. <laughs> I, I think it was this. In, I, I'm not even joking. I would not you be shocked. You for okay, dude? I said, okay, dude. It's the only Twitter suspension I've ever had. I, <laughs> I said, okay, dude, in response to somebody. Um, and yeah, I got, my, I got my account temporarily. Do you know what's the greatest is? So Elon released a whole bunch of statistics. I don't know if you saw these screenshots. Yeah. Hate speech has gone down mm -hmm. since he's taken over. It's gone down. Mm -hmm. And I related it to just as, you know when all the people are getting in fights on the plane when they're wearing masks yeah. and the oppression, no, everybody's yeah. getting in fights? You all of a sudden unmask everybody, all of a sudden the fights stop on the plane. <laughs> just like in Twitter. You unleash everybody and all it's of a sudden true. all the hate speech goes away. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, well, I want to... <laughs> 
show you guys. Alyssa Milano. Oh, my uh, girlfriend. Over the, over the weekend. <laughs> Ratio. Yeah, exactly. She, I'm she convinced she has a crush you. on me. She I loves really, I really you. Am. She wants to date you? Well, <laughs> she's she very mad about Twitter and Elon Musk. She tweeted out, I gave back my Tesla. I bought the Volkswagen EV. I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. Publicly traded companies' products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. Um, <clears throat> she may need to look into the, uh, <laughs> the or- origins of Volkswagen. That's all I'm going to say. That is beautiful, lovely. Also, I don't think you, she gave back her Tesla. You're going to tell the origins? You're going to tell the origins, right? Nazi Germany. Thank you. It was Hitler who came up with, or the car for the people. Right, right. Mm. Well, she doesn't want to support white supremacy. Right. So So she's Support a car founded by Nazis. By Hitler, yeah. (laughs) By, as they like to say, literally Hitler. Um, and I don't, but they don't, they don't realize any of this. Like she, when she, you know, she tweeted that and she's just like, I look like a savior, mm-hmm. right? She's, like I look like a virtuous, amazing person because they have no idea. That's not what it is. You don't think? No. She, you know, when I was at NRA TV, she mm-hmm. would go at yes, me all the yes, time. Yes. She's just trying to get my attention. That is I'm telling right. you, this is all this is about. You're right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's not this. She's not the smartest. Uh, she's she's not the sharpest tool. In she's the box. cute though. She is cute. She is yeah, cute. And you, can, and you can get pretty far with just that. Oh, and it triggers um, when I say they're cute but, too. They don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so Elon, I don't know if you guys heard, he is um, he's recruiting. After laying off all of that staff, he has already announced that um, he's recruiting and he said that you'd need to be extremely hardcore and work long hours at high intensity. Um, of course, he told that's what he told the the employees before they chose whether or not they wanted to stay. Right. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to fire a bunch of you anyway. But um, I mean, we'll see. I think the, the, the sky's the limit, really, because. There were so many people on Twitter when it was a dumpster fire. Mm. You actually bring it back to, you know, some sort of um, homeostasis where everyone can kind of uh, exist on the same terms. I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's going to do big things. Usage is, is yeah. up at yeah. an all-time high. Eight billion user minutes a day, mm-hmm. active user minutes. That's up 30%. Great for Elon Musk. From, Depressing for like a societal <laughs> yeah. point, right? Yeah. I think Twitter, Twitter can easily become the best social media platform mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually take that much. It just takes some good decision making. Um, and yeah, hopefully. I've, I've seen massive, significant. I mean, in the last month, it's improved more than yeah. at any other time in the past yeah. five years. Yeah. So... I'm hopeful. You know, I know there's a lot of criticisms on of Elon on both sides, but I respect the man in the arena. He's running like five, six major companies at this point, as well as having 10 kids or whatever he has. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's doing that and he's taking all the flack. So go Elon. Man. Yeah, good for him. Hope all right. Uh, well. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah, it's, you understand why he's like, you guys need to be willing to work long hours. Sheila Jackson-Lee, always a pleasure. I was speaking on MSNBC about Kevin McCarthy not willing to denounce uh, things that other members of Congress have said, and she had a very, very interesting tidbit she added to the conversation. Watch. Let me just say this, uh, Reverend Sharpton. It is uh, very well documented that words nowadays can actually uh, break your bones. Words have generated violence. We've seen that. It's very well documented. 
<laughs> that words can literally break your bones. She's right. Black Lives Matter movement, I saw a lot of people get <laughs> bones broken because people like her, yeah. Maxine Waters, inciting violence. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. In, yeah. their side, inciting not ours. Inciting violence, inciting violence. Not oh. ours. Words... Did, I love that she says it's been very well documented. Well, yeah, like I she's mean, citing some study that shows that like you can say a mean word to someone and it breaks their arm. I guess yeah. if you like write a slogan <laughs> on a baseball bat and then like hit someone with it, then the words kind of connect with you and you know these these people are are literally running the country. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. And that's that is yeah. you Welcome have to, to do America, that. Zuby. Right, right. Welcome why did America. you come here again? He's gonna help us turn it around. That's why. I like that the people who are not yes. in office. The, yeah, yeah, golly, it's depressing. Well, you know, Grant mentioned earlier we were laughing. I, I just, I literally, I laugh so I don't cry and I don't have an aneurysm. Do you see, I feel <laughs> like I got laugh. too angry on this show today. I was too angry. <laughs> you think? I don't know, I felt angry all the whole time. Yeah, but the people share your passion. They do, okay. They Good. do. Uh, by the way, sharing his passion means you need to, to make sure to subscribe to his podcast, Stinchfield. Yep. Also, make sure you are subscribed to my friend Zuby. It was good to see you. Thank you. Come back soon. Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Check it out. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.